Hey everyone and welcome to the House Conspiracy Podcast. I'm Jonathan O'Brien and I'm the founding creative director at House Conspiracy. Uh, this is the second episode and the first interview that I did for this show. Um, the reason for the delayed sort of switched release is that I bungled the audio on this one. Not too bad, but bad enough that I didn't want it to be the first impression that you guys get. Um, my conversation today with Annalise Mulders, despite audio quality, uh, is super fascinating and you're going to want to listen to what she has to say about art and about her process. Uh, she's a really unique artist. Um, and yeah, it was a really, really good conversation. So, um, but first some housekeeping. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at House Conspiracy and visit our website to see how we can support you at houseconspiracy.org. Uh, one final thing, of course, uh, we are currently fundraising on Possible and we need your support in the next couple of weeks to make our dreams come true. You can show us your support at possible.com slash project slash house dash conspiracy. That's house conspiracy with a dash in the middle. Thank you guys. And uh, here's the show. So one thing with this whole interview is how interesting it was to sit down and talk with someone who's like not only had different experiences from me, I mean that's just about everyone I meet, but has had significantly more experience. And you can see the sense of experience in Annalise's work and the way she talks about it. And you can see sort of the layers and the layered, the layered nature of her attitudes and her thoughts as we sort of sit and talk today about it, her processes. Um, in one corner of Annalise's studio, there are these lengths of old fishing wire stretching from wall to wall, and hanging from them are these tiny watercolored pieces of paper. They're either rolled or folded, and I can't tell what they're meant to be, but they hang in a way that is considered. Uh, covering the walls around them and around this hanging are a few dozen taped up brown paper sheets with short painted ink paragraphs on them, like, I have two homes, one I don't want to be in, and one I pursue. And... I long for my own culture and history. I had to suppress that longing, otherwise I won't survive. I don't know whose thoughts and stories these are on the walls. Annalise mentions in her interview that she's been interviewing people herself, uh, collecting her own documentation from the people around House Conspiracy and West End. So we assume these painted words have been drawn from those conversations. Um, but I don't ask her specifically in the interview. As a migrant and a just generally thoughtful human, Annalise herself has a very interesting relationship to the things these paragraphs mention. She thinks deeply about space and home and houses and places and walls and windows and memory. And those thoughts of hers are part of what has made us such a perfect fit for christening Studio 3 at House Conspiracy as part of the first residency cycle. Anyway, I'll let her do the rest of the talking. Here's Annalise. <laughs> What does halfway feel like? Like, um, how, what's your process been up to this point, adjusting to a new space? Uh, it takes me a while to really find my feet. Um, I kind of go through this process of really just feeling where I am, just finding my feet, and, um, and that often makes me worry because, you know, where are these ideas going to come from? But, it's this process I go through and I'll, I'll do some writing and thinking and yeah, this over and over process of writing, thinking, contemplating, stepping away and then yeah, just coming back and then start making. Mm. So, 
And have you found that, like, a lot of your work sort of is associated with homes and houses and a lot of sort of construction of that. Being, being in a house and doing this work, like, what have you... Has that affected your process at all? Has that... Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's one of the things that really attracted me to doing this residency because I knew it, it is an environment that sort of feeds that side of my practice. And, and I guess I, I always look at a, a home or, you know, that space that you call home mm. as a, it's a relationship that you build with that space. So I kind of had to build that relationship with the space and feel like, um, you know, it's, I was a stranger that walked in the door and I first had to, yeah, just be here, just absorb whatever's here and um, where the house is situated in the city and the noises and the, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that sounds strange maybe but it, yeah it definitely is to me it's 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 a relationship with the space no no no, no i think i think and i think that that almost it almost sounds like you're you're quoting sort of what you said to us in your your application right oh really <laughs> <laughs> and um going going back to that though like i'd love to ask you more about houses and spaces but yeah. i'd rather sort of backtrack you didn't grow up in australia where'd you grow no, up and I, what was it like i grew up in south africa in johannesburg and I lived in Cape Town for a little while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I left South Africa when I was 31. And um, yeah, so it's yeah, it's been quite a journey. Not to let not to let the audience do any maths <laughs> on your age, but no. um, <laughs> how long have you been in Australia? Uh, almost 10 years. Almost 10 years, yeah. Yeah. And how I guess like. What 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 made you come to Australia? What 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 sort of triggered that change? And what's um what's it been like being here? Well, not to give a too long-winded answer because I think those questions are always so layered, mm-hmm. and um, it's not a decision that you just make overnight. I was in the fortunate position where I could make a decision. I didn't have to flee my country with a purse on my back like so many people have to do. So. Uh, I had that luxury of of sitting down with my family and making making that choice. So, just basically in a really short um, summary, it was uh, a lifestyle choice, and it was something that we wanted to do for our future and also for our child. And uh, yeah, it, it really it is a long process from day that you actually make that decision till the day that you set foot in in this country that you you know you really long to to stay in and and then another process of assimilation not really assimilation but adaption starts to to happen which also takes time and your work sort of at once um at once sort of mystifies, demystifies, constructs and celebrates home, right? Like a, a, lot, of, a lot of your work sort of, um, yeah, at least from, from what I've seen, um, you, have a, you have a layered relationship there and do you still find yourself having a, a layered relationship with Australia? Yeah, I think with both 
both countries. Okay. There's, there's, I think there's a continual dialogue between where you're from mm -hmm. and where you are. It's just inevitable because it's part of your culture, it's part of who you are. I mean, I, I'm, I might even be here for 40 years one day, but it, it will always be a part of who I am. I mean, just listen to me when I open my mouth. Yeah. You know, it's it's ingrained in me. So, yeah, it's definitely this layered um, relationship. And um, I think one could probably look at my work and just immediately see this physical structure of a house that I create or refer to, you know, this highly domestic scene. But for me, it it is so much deeper and the house is not only the represent, you know, something that represents um, stability and um, part of who we are, but it's it's kind of me trying to create that space. It's okay. creating a space in a place that's mine, and it's part of me redefining my identity in a different space. So it's. Although it does seem like the physical house structure, there's so much more behind mm. for me, I think, definitely. It, it's emblematic of a lot of yeah, sort of stuff. absolutely. Do you, do you feel at home in Australia? Yes, I do. I do very much so. Although I do have days or moments where you just have that, that tug, you know, at your heartstrings where Yeah, I just guess it's inevitable that you would miss certain things or miss people or, you know, so, yeah, but definitely I, I'm so grateful to be here. And what, what, what things about, I guess, like, South Africa do, do you miss? Um, what's, what's missing here or different here, maybe, is a better way? There's so many things, I guess, that I could, um, that are obvious things, but there's something really unique about uh, South African culture, and there's a creativity among the people, and they just have this innovation about them that, you know, they might have nothing, but they will still find something alongside the road, and start carving or painting things and people just are so creative um, and yeah I just even in in times where they they really are stuck with no luxuries you know and I think where I find in Australia we, we often complain it's that real classic thing of third world problems of first world problems versus third world problems and um, yeah that's still kind of amusing yeah and Annoying sometimes, <laughs> so like sometimes you just want to slap us, whingy Aussies. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I kind of have moments where I just smile and think, just be so blessed to have what you have. So mm. I, I hope to never lose that view of how the world could be. The sort of wider perspective yeah, absolutely. of you know, so of yeah, of how how maybe things would be better or could be worse. Exactly, maybe. exactly. I just had this, I was in space by myself yesterday. I didn't know if any of the other uh, people were 
coming into work here and I just realized at some point in the day that I had left all the doors and everything open. I'm by myself and I just had this sense of, should I have locked myself in? And, and then just that relief and thinking it's fantastic that I can be a female by myself in a space and I don't have to worry about my safety. That yeah. was just such a, I still after 10 years have these moments of absolute, absolute gratefulness. So. Yeah, I mean, your car's downstairs, and there's no gate, <laughs> my bike's not locked, not no. to give anyone listening to this any ideas. No, maybe you should broadcast <laughs> this <laughs> next year. But yeah, may, maybe we'll uh, sense it. No, it's very it. secure. We have guards and alarms. Don't don't try it. We have, a, we have a rabid poodle that'll bite yeah. you. Oh, yeah, such a vicious little thing. <laughs> yeah um going to um i guess yeah i mean where do you where what sort of you in the outer suburbs um yeah i'm probably as far southwest as you probably could get from the okay, city right. yeah, yeah 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 i've been here out sort of jindalee area yeah yeah, yeah just past that so um yeah, it's, I've, I've pretty much been in this area since we moved here. Mm. Just had to establish a sense of normality since immigrating. And yeah, we love it living here. Yeah, the southwest is really nice. Do you find, um, like even though House Conspiracy is a house, do you find there's something different about the fact that it's sort of in the city? Or do you find that it kind of keeps its house nature? Uh, for you, I guess. For me, I just, the character obviously in the the history of a house and, and especially from a, I would say that outsider's perspective um, that I didn't grow up necessarily um, knowing the Queenslander kind of homes although we do have similar style older houses but um, yes yeah, so it was really kind of me having that experience of the history of, of Brisbane West End yeah, definitely. It's different being in the city and you have this bustle of people and traffic. And it's, it's just, yeah, it really, I enjoyed being away from my normal environment. Mm. The architecture, you mentioned the architecture. What, what's, what are some of those similarities you mentioned, like architecture in South Africa? The, um, the wooden floors, the doors, the knobs, the light switches, you know, it's from a certain period. like not to again focus on just purely the structure of the houses that you make but in your in your work 15 rooms mm -hmm. uh, that you did down in Brunswick and Melbourne yeah, yeah um you filled those rooms with audio recordings yeah yeah it was one audio recording one audio recording for the whole installation mm -hmm. and what what was that audio recording about what did you use and why did you associate it with the rooms um so 15 rooms was one 
bedroom mm-hmm. in my grandparents' home in South Africa where obviously I spent a lot of time. And I recreated the same room 15 times. And with each room, creating uh, sort of a symbol of, of a memory or you know, whatever took place at that time. And, um, and then I went back and I, um, I got a hold of some of our recordings and home movies of uh, the 70s mm-hmm. and um, yeah and I just I just took these sound bites of my life really and then also looked at the political climate in South Africa at that time and so it's this amalgamation of sounds that I have associated with that period of, of um, in my life that I you know ref- referencing those sculptures so yeah so I just felt that it needed that was really my personal layer that I inserted even more into that work. Do you find um, that you mentioned politics do you find that politics bleed into your work much or is it often based around personal experience I know personal is political and so on but yeah it's uh, you know they sometimes say that all art is political and it's probably not something I uh, refer to purposely. I don't know if I ever will. I don't feel like I'm at a stage where I'm ready to deal with it head on. But yeah, it is definitely, I mean, I can't deny the fact that I, I grew up in a really difficult time in South Africa and I have memories of things that. Um, that I thought was normal. Yeah. Um, Then you come to Australia (laughs) and we're complaining that our aircon doesn't work and you're like, you don't don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So, no, not not directly political. I don't know if I'll ever get there. I don't think it's a case of getting there. Like, I don't think think art is lesser for not directly engaging with politics. So, um, yeah. But it's there, I think it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's always there in some, some sort of form. Well, like you said, I think if you grow up in a particular political climate and if you're mm. working with memory, politics is part of memory. Yes. Um, so you're, I guess like going on from there and talking more about what your practice is rather than what it will or won't be in the future. Yeah. Um, you've been pretty dedicated during the residency. You've set a routine. <laughs> Um, of coming in, are you often like quite a routine worker or are you a spur of the moment person? I probably oscillate between both. Um, as with all creative minds, I would say, you know, you have days where you have that flow happening and then you have days where it doesn't. And on the days where it doesn't, I just do other things in my studio, maybe make notes or look at art or look at videos, I don't know, so it, I really go with, um, you know, when the inspiration is there, but I do like to have some structure because I think in structure you actually get something done, <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, as much as we would love to think that we just lie on a couch and think of all these ideas, you need, you need a process and you need to have a you know, I, I suppose in my practice, I, I try and set myself some parameters. It might be with materials or idea or 
you know, because it can really run away with you. Yes. So, um, so yeah, my aim was in this residency to be here every day of the week mm. and do something if I spend two hours or I spend nine hours. You know, it, it was, um, yeah, just something I really wanted to sink my teeth into and really make the most of this opportunity. Mm. Yeah, um, so when, when, do you have a sort of a studio space at, at home or do you have like a separate space for your working or do you work in a space that's shared by your whole family? Uh, um, no, I have a, at the moment I do have a separate space, mm -hmm. but it is, I find it quite challenging to work in an environment that is shared where the family is because you, you have those sorts of interruptions. Which is fine, you know, you have seasons in your life where you have to juggle a few things, but it is uh, it is really lovely to just be in a space where it's just me and my own thoughts. I really love it. Mm. And I, I wanna I wanna go on to that because it, I think I think one of the things that we accidentally achieved really well was curating artists that were diverse age wise. I mean, you're, you know, you've got a family. How does, I mean, I have no grasp on that. I have no grasp on that whatsoever. How does that affect your work? How does it come into your work? I'd love to hear about it. I, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny because uh, I often get that, that comment where people would say, you know, how do you do it? How do you do it? You have a child to drop at school and, and but I think it, it doesn't matter at which stage of your life you are, you just deal with what you have at that moment. Oh, I don't, I don't even mean sort of how do you do it. I have complete faith in your abilities. <laughs> I'm, I, I guess I'm interested more in like, how does it affect your work? How does it come, how does it come into it? How does it come into it? Well, first off, I, I just need to say I have probably the most supportive family in the whole entire world, uh, which really makes such a difference. And I think, obviously, with where I at the stage of my life where I am, you know, I've, I've lived a bit through things and I it just brings a certain depth to your work to yourself how you view the world you know suddenly it's not just you but you are responsible for another human being and you start just looking at the world so differently and thinking what kind of world am I leaving behind for my child so it definitely has um, I'm just trying to think of a really good yeah, it just, it, it definitely brings a depth that wasn't there before. Because, maybe because you, you're thinking not only about the world from your perspective in your art, but from this other person you have an obligation to, or? Yeah, I think it's just, and, and just the experience of, um, yeah, in, in my case, being a mother, but, um, yeah, it's wonderful to see the eyes, uh, uh, life through the eyes of a child again. You know, um, definitely, because they, they just say that it is, as I think as we, as adults, we start avoiding things or sugarcoating things and, um, you know, kids are just so direct yep. and, um, yeah, it's, it's often really refreshing. Yeah, they, you see some, like, preschoolers' artworks and they're just, like, these very blunt, yeah. honest, um, yeah, it's almost where sort of the metamodernism, new sincerity works are kind of coming from, is they just look like they were made by kids, and it's awesome. Um, 
Do do you does do you have one kid, two kid? Am I saying kid? One kid, one. yeah. Um, do they like your work? Yeah, at this stage, um, she's only eleven. She still thinks I'm the most amazing person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it might change soon. Uh, yeah, she's it, it's fantastic. I've always um, raised her to express herself mm-hmm. creatively as well, and um, yeah, I, it's amazing to see that just uninhibited creative creativity that children have if if you allow them. You know, if they if she wants to sit and write stories the whole Saturday, I let her, you know. Yeah, so it's really yeah, it's fun. Yeah, cool. So so yeah, you, I guess like having a creative mum. Because you only did your honours quite recently, yes. right? At QCA. Yes. Um what was what was what was that like? Um, was it good? <laughs> Did you have fun? How can you describe postgraduate studies? I know. It's really, yeah, no, in, in all seriousness, I'm, I'm really grateful that I, I was in a position to, to study. And uh, it's obviously, it's quite challenging, but it's, the, you know, the person and the professional person that I that I am afterwards is it's it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I didn't say that quite well. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's just um, I think you walk out of that. Um, I mean, obviously, English is my second language, so that was something that was was just there in the back of my mind, thinking I need to to write a thesis mm. and I need to stand up and talk about my work every other week and defend your research and. Yeah. And it was great to finish that and finish it quite well and go, wow, I did something I never thought I would be able to. Mm. So I understand my own practice much better. I understand how I work. And I have more confidence in myself as an artist to just do the things that I want to do. So, yeah, it was really a good experience. Yeah, I mean, never, never would have guessed English was your second language, even based on reading, reading your application. Wouldn't, I, wouldn't have guessed. I think, um, I think because I am so aware of it, uh, and especially at the beginning coming to Australia, often people couldn't understand me, so I've adapted a more. I, I sound like a more proper English, but it was purely just to make sure as well, um, maybe on a subconscious level, that people understood me better because you really get tired of repeating yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Did, did you find did, did, was that a long process or did you find it kind of quite easy to sort of adapt across to sort of changing your voice and did that change did that change you um my English is much better <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah you, you do I mean let's face it Australians have their own English. So yeah. I have. I still, after ten years, I still hear words and slang, and I, I have. I'm like, surely I would have known everything by now. So it always, uh, you know, keeps me on my toes in a way. But uh, yeah, you, you adapt. It's. I, I can't say it's. You know, put a time to it, but it just sort of gradually happens. Be more Australian and now when I have family or friends from South Africa, they apparently well they say they can hear I sound more Australian. Hmm. 
There you go. Um, and finally, um, can you give us a little sneak peek about what you've been working on here? Uh, so, I really, with the residency, I didn't want to just enter the space and make and you know, have that sort of consumer mindset. Yep. I really wanted to get a feel for where this house is situated and for the environment and the history. So that being said, I also didn't want to just focus on my own experiences. I started gathering feedback from other migrants, um, either being migrants themselves or first or second generation migrants that I'm, um, I just wanted that bit of a diverse input. And I basically asked them to share whatever connects them to their culture or their heritage, um, which could take on any form. It could be through just written word, poetry, music, um, memories, photos. So, um, so yeah, so what we're looking at now is just me working through all these responses and picking out without being too obvious about the story, but just picking out things that are quite potent to me, and um, yeah, so I, I've just started writing them down, actually not writing, I've painted them with, with ink, mm. um, and I guess just having a bit of a slower process of writing these phrases down. Um, just serve as a way for me to also contemplate on, on these responses and it just made me realise that everybody has a story and you know where we're situated in West End, you know, you have such a diverse community and these stories are out there everywhere and without getting overly um, Sentimental. Um, sentimental, but I kind of, I love the, the metaphor of this house being wedged in between these big buildings and the previous owners took a stand and said, you know, I'm not going to bow down um, purely for the sake of money and it's obviously caused such a stir for good or bad, um, but just it just made me think of how powerful something a small, something seemingly small can have on a so I just had this sort of revelation of, of where I am, of this space, and then looking out to the individual and how, you know, we, we are these people that pass each other by, but we don't always stop to really get to, get to know each other. So it's just getting back to the idea of, of we are a community and we are all connected in some way. So, as I said, not trying to sound too over-sentimental, but it's just, and it's probably a, a more reflection on who, who I am as a person in my day-to-day -day life. You know, those sorts of things do matter to me. So, I'm not exactly sure at this stage where I'm going with it, but I really would like to infuse it into a work that's more resolved.
Wonderful. Well, I can't wait to see what, what your work has to, has to say about the house and about home and about you. This has been a really good chat. <laughs> um, Sorry, that was probably a mouthful. No, 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 no. It's, I mean, I, I can't for the life of me hope to weigh in on your work, so it's good that you've talked for a while. Um, thanks so much. Yeah, and it's a fantastic opportunity, and, and I love I, the idea that we... That you guys throw people from diverse, as you said, ages, but also from different creative industries together. Um, that is something I think we need more of. Yeah, cross pollination of microcosms is kind of, you know, demystifying each other's processes and realizing that we all sort of, at the end of the day, bow down to the, the same root creativity. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you'll all be showcasing together in a, in a week or so. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Me too. It's been, been a good process. Oh, thanks, Annalise. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the House Conspiracy podcast recorded at House Conspiracy. If you have feedback or you want to say hi or there's something you'd like to see us do, whether on the podcast or just at the house in general, you can email us at house at houseconspiracy.org. Um, so you can show us your support at possible.com slash project slash house dash conspiracy. Um, that's house conspiracy with a dash in the middle. See you next time.